Welcome everybody to the MJ Sportscast. This is Jerry here, and you know this is a little bit of a different episode than your usual one. I was on with the Niners Ultimate Report, John Jay. Um, so you'll be hearing me on his podcast, and he'll have a lot of uh, fan questions because there's a lot of people that listen to his show. So check him out on YouTube where it's the 49ers Ultimate Report. I'll be on there um, on his latest episode. So we thought it would be good to give a little treat to the fans, um, the audio version of the show. So there's uh, you know a lot going on in the sports overall. I think with the Warriors, there's a lot of off-season talks about who to keep, who's going to be released, or who's going to sign with someone else. Seems like Otto Porter, Benicia, JTA, and Chiozo are guys that are not coming back with the organization. So we'll see how that, that impacts free agency. Lots of talk about Poole and Wiggins, but are not to keep them. And I guess lastly, with the Giants, um, they need to win some games. They're losing a lot of games that they should have won. And we're starting to become the second tier team now. But... Yeah, overall, we'll see how it goes. Still a long season. And yeah, so that's our update, your non-Niner update. The rest of the show will be mostly focused on the 49ers as I was on John Jay's Niners Ultimate Report, purely talking about Niners. We do talk a little bit about the Warriors before we start, uh, but just want to you know do this short recording to welcome you into John Jay's show. So enjoy the episode. We'll be back next week uh, with Mike and I. Forty Niners Ultimate Report. This is John Jay, your Forty Niners reporter, opinionist, analyst, and die-hard. Welcome to another episode of the Forty Niners Ultimate Report. This guy right here is John Jay, and welcome to another Forty Niners offseason weekly talk. We're going to be talking Forty Niners football, and I have a great special guest on uh, in just a moment. We'll be hopping on in just a quick second. I want to give a shout out to those. We'll follow the show every single day, always, you know, tuning in uh, and hanging out, talking 49ers football. This is 49ers offseason weekly talk, a special, special show. Usually I recap the stories by myself, but now we're going to have a guest on and we're going to be recapping a lot of the stories that happened this past week. Let's start off by bringing in our regular guest on Bay Area, not just 49ers fan, but Bay Area fan himself. My boy, Jerry, what's up, man? Thanks for hopping on. Hey, man. Hey, John Jay. Thanks for having me on. Um, always happy to be here. You know, um, follows your show all the time. So to me, I'm always uh, pretty surreal to be on. You know, I'm like, yeah. kind of like watching yourself on TV. But, <laughs> uh, but looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, me too as well. Can't wait to talk about Because we're talking about 
something a little bit interesting, usually, you know, something that we do not talk about, but we will get to the 49ers stuff as well. Let's go quick to the comments and say hello to everyone. Shout out to my boy CarCast, my fellow podcast member. He's only 15 years old, very intelligent kid. And my boy CarCast uh, has been asking me if there's a way that he can feature you on his podcast, on his YouTube show. So my boy CarCast, he's a good dude, very intelligent. So give yeah. me a little bit of some love to my boy CarCast. Sure, man. Like, yeah. If you want me on, I'm happy to be on as well. Yeah. So just, uh, shout out yeah. uh, my Twitter, you know, and then we'll work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to say what's up to Bryant. My boy Bryant said, Carcast, John Jay, what's up, faithful? Carcast says, hope you are having a great day. And, and uh, besides that, are you having a good day, Jerry? Yeah, man. Of course. You know, the weather's nice. Lots to talk about in the world of sports. So, Oh, having a great day. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing really good. Just, just grinding. Now, <laughs> for those who may not know, uh, and I want to remind people, I do live in the Bay Area, born and raised, lived half of my life in the city uh, in San Francisco. At the same time, you know, I also grew up a little bit in the city of Oakland. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to start off the show because I know, Jerry, you are also a Bay Area native and mm -hmm. you also love. I think the best team in California, <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. Warriors so I wanted to talk about the Golden State Warriors before we even start the show because I want to get someone who's a Bay Area native who likes the Warriors. What are your thoughts on the Warriors and their NBA championship run? What are your thoughts? Because I know you have a lot to say about this topic. Yeah, I mean, it's the 20, uh, 2022 champion Warriors, right, to be exact. And Definitely, you know, started the season pretty hot, got pretty rough near the middle of the season, and then finished strong. I think overall, I think this championship actually means a lot more than the ones in the past, mainly because, one, no KD. Two, I think this one, uh, Curry got his first MVP, and Clay Thompson with a miraculous comeback, you know, from injury, so... Yeah, this is <laughs> with the flag there, you know, that's why, yeah, I know a lot of people are going to say it's kind of a fluky win or a short path to victory, but whatever. That's how, that's how it is with the NBA, right? There's a lot of uh, luck involved in the playoffs and you got to stay healthy and get right at the high at the right time, you know? So overall, super happy about this championship. Hopefully more will come, but you know, it's never guaranteed. So gotta enjoy, gotta enjoy it while we can. You know. Yeah, and of course, I I don't want to rub it in because I know someone just left a comment who's a diehard Laker fan. <laughs> the Warriors are the Californian team, so I just wanted to remind some of these Laker fans in here, just like my boy Crazy Juice, who's a diehard Warrior fan, just like John Jay. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, wrestling. Yeah. I see. I know. I re I remember. I, I think it was like almost two weeks ago now where they had the parade. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, that, that was so fun. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about the Warriors is not about, you know, basketball. Cause you know, we could talk about basketball, <laughs> baseball. There's a lot of sports in the Bay area, but if the 49ers somehow, you know, let's say hypothetical, win the Super Bowl next season. And that was a basketball parade. I wonder how crazy it's going to be if the Niners win and they have it here in the city, they may have to close down half the city. <laughs> yeah. I would be surprised, right? Because I think 
And that was one of the things I was talking about with my friends as well, is is it going to be in the city or is it going to be in Santa Clara? And to me, it has to be in the city, right? Like, there's mm -hmm. no way it's going to be down in Santa Clara. But, yeah, like you said, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. I think it's going to be the first uh, Niners championship that some people see in their lifetime as well, if it happens. Um, when it happens, it's going to be pretty awesome. So. Crazy Juice says, don't get ahead, John J. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just put the jinx on, you know, like yeah. kind of parade already. <laughs> anyway, well, I, I wanted to, to, to just talk a little bit about the Golden State Warriors. And I'm going to be completely honest. Like, after the last couple of years, you know, uh, the, the the Warriors, I think in the 20, in the 2020 season, uh, had a very bad year last year. You know, they made that little play-in tournament thing, which I don't know. I don't make sense because I, I still traditionally one versus eight. I don't get that number nine and ten. Uh, that's more about the TV money, about the TV, because, you know, you try to put as many games on as possible. But I'm still in the, in the simple traditional format. But this year I said, all right, the Warriors, if, you know, they could have, you know, a winning record, could go to the playoffs, did not see them being an NBA championship. But this ownership – They've said before, we will provide winners year after year after year. He knows his players are getting older. The future looks bright with Jordan Poole. Andrew Wiggins is still young. He's not as old as most people think. So you do have two players right there. Poole's going to get better. Wiggins is good. Uh, and we'll see what happens with Clay, Draymond, and uh, Curry. The longevity is going to determine how many more rings will win with them because they're getting up there at age. So. Uh, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors for an outstanding year. Uh, they continue to prove me wrong. Every year, prove me wrong. Of course, proving everybody wrong, right? And I think there's going to be other guys that are going to be stepping up, like Kuminga, James Wiseman. Uh, I think the future is bright. And when you relate it back to the Niners, um, it shows that good coaching and a good front office that knows how to pick guys makes a big difference, right? And with the Niners, I feel like we have the right coaching. I think Kyle, you know, like him or hate him, he's still going to be one of the top coaches. I'm still kind of questioning if the front office knows what they're doing, right? Yeah. That's uh, John Lynch, to me, is on the bubble here, especially the way he's been drafting. You know, it's it makes a big difference on who you pick. You know, being mm -hmm. a franchise player, especially uh, first-round picks, you can't miss on those, you know. He's been notorious for missing on first-round, second-round picks. So mm -hmm. that's the part where I feel like if the Niners are going to ever win something, that they really need to address that front office problem. So, All right. So we have a, a comment from J.R. Meadows. He says, 15-2 record in the 2022 season, uh, uh, coming uh, Super Bowl 57, uh, and he says, Sir Lance, Super Bowl MVP. What are your thoughts on this comment? <laughs> well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, right? I think that was uh, <laughs> what Crazy Juice said. You know, let's see how Lance does. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure we can go 15 and 2 because our schedule is pretty tough. We're going to play the AFC West, who I think by all, all debates now, they're probably going to be the best division, especially in the AFC, but probably in the whole league, you know, with every single team game better in that division. And we happen to be playing them this season. So I think it's going to be tough. Um, but yeah, I, I do have a lot of hopes for Lance to be really good for us. And 
if he's as solid as everyone thinks he is and what we see and practice, then, yeah, I mean, there's a possibility we can go far, you know, yes. especially with the defense getting better as well. So. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, understand the optimism of J.R. Um, Meadows as a 49er fan. I would take a 15-2 and two season, you know, any day, you know, any day, uh, going to the Super Bowl and, you know, having Trey Lance, you know, Super Bowl MVP, who would not want to see that? I would like to see that. And again, you know, I, I am never one to discourage my fans because everyone has their own opinions and, and and I will always, you know, stand by what they're what what they want to say. I and, and I still stick to what I believe that if Trey Lance can be what Jimmy did, as long as he manages the games, be very careful with the turnovers, you know, plays better than Jimmy, stays healthy, you know, this team can run the table. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not. I'm not going to say we're going to go 17 and 0 and go perfect in the playoffs. You know that is basically like a miracle season. I do believe that Trey Lance will have a successful campaign. Won't be Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry for those who you know. Again, I'm very realistic. But if he has a Patrick Mahomes year, wow, then I'm never going to question Kyle ever again. So shout out to this great, great comment. Yeah, and I don't think it's fair comparing the Patrick Mahomes. Given his experience versus Mahomes' experience in college as well as pros, right? So let's 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 wait and see see how he improves. He looked better in practice, but you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I would say, yeah. All right, let's read uh, my boy Rudy's comments, also known as the Ramilia Sports Report. This is a good dude. He's a Rams podcaster. He talks all Rams. He's a really, really good dude. Say, checking in from work. Props, John Jay. Hashtag the Super Bowl champions are here. <laughs> He's rubbing it in our face. He's reminding us. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Those. All right. Okay. Jr. Metal says Mahomes. Ooh, he's not a fan of Mahomes. What are your thoughts on Mahomes? Do you think he's not good, or do you think he's good? I mean, it's hard to say, right? Because I think he's probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but is it him good or is it the supporting cast around him, you know? So I don't think he's trash, like what J.R. Meadows is implying, <laughs> but he's, you know, definitely a little overrated. Um, we almost beat him, right, in the Super Bowl if it weren't for the last seven minutes. And he was looking like trash in that game, right? But. The dude wins, right? Yeah, like him and Russell Wilson type quarterbacks who can run and make plays when it counts. That's what I'm hoping Trey Lance can do eventually, right? Yeah. Be able to make plays when counted and be able to be that dynamic uh, quarterback. You know, yeah. and we know Jimmy G is not that guy. So, yep. All right, now let's start uh, talking some 49ers football. Uh, shout out to everyone with the great questions, but now. We're going to start off with something very, you know, you know, not, not a very big story, but something uh, PFF, which I consider not to be one of the best. But I have to agree with PFF for once, you know, got to give PFF a bit of credit talking about ranking the linebacker core. And right under us is the Indianapolis Colts, uh, a linebacker that was also drafted in the same class that Fred Warner was. Uh, I want to get your thoughts, you know, first of PFF, your thoughts on that. But the, at the same time, do you agree with PFF? Do we do we have the best linebacking court in the NFL? 
I think it's the deepest and definitely the most talented. So, yeah, I'm not surprised it ranked us number one. I mean, we should have been first last year, too. Um, maybe with our you know, rookie additions, um, they're finally give us some due with Drake Jackson there and everything. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree we're one of the best linebacking group, right? And then I think our weakness has always been the secondary, which we addressed with Ward and a few other players. So, yeah, but... Yeah, not a surprise. I think PFF got it right this time. Uh, interesting how the Colts are number two. Um, but, yeah, I think we'll we'll be good in that division. Like, is anyone really worried about the Niners linebackers? You know, I don't think anyone is. We we are going to, uh, I think, have a great season there, and we drafted really well there and picked up free agents really well. So, so yeah, that's all I can say about that one, right, because I think we are, we're deep in that category. So Yeah. Like, uh, I talked about this yesterday, you know, uh, on my stream. And basically, D'Amico Ryans, you know, I, I feel that uh, he does not get the, the the respect that he deserves because, of course, he played football, played in two teams that were not considered, you know, championships. The Texans uh, played there most of his career, went to Philadelphia for a few years. Uh, and Philadelphia at the time, they, they were not a winner anymore. So you, you saw D'Amico always was a toughness. A tough player showed his toughness as a tough player, and he comes to the 49ers as a head coach, and he develops these linebackers, a BYU linebacker, Fred Warner, who a lot of people say was to be a special teams player. Look, he's become an all-pro. Aziz mm -hmm. Shair, who was my favorite player last year, consistency, 13 games, was a gamer, played better than uh, Fred Warner early the year, consistent, consistency, consistency. But last year, we didn't have a Dre Greenlaw. And yep. you look at Dre Greenlaw. And then Demetrius Flanagan Foles, who does not get the, the, the respect he deserves. He's a really good uh, depth piece at that linebacker role. And, of course, we signed up uh, the, that player from the Packers and, you know, drafted, you know, some good players, you know, uh, this, uh, this draft. Mm -hmm. strengthening that, that linebacking core. Yeah, I do agree. We're the best. I'm sorry. No disrespect to the Colts. No disrespect to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is a really great linebacking core, and it shows you how our coach, D'Amico Ryans, and he does not get the respect he deserves. So I absolutely yeah, agree. Yeah. So that's that's my thoughts about uh, about that. Absolutely agree. And I think um, we thought there was going to be a drop-off with Robert Sala leaving, and if anything, I think the team got better without him, right? So I think – Demarco, Demar, Demico Ryan hopefully would be able to show his chops this season as well. And uh, I'm glad he's staying with us. You know, I think at the end of the season, there's some talks that he might be interviewing with the Raiders and a few other teams uh, for a head coaching job even. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm glad he's staying. He's where he should be. And, yeah, looking forward to seeing what, what kind of schemes he draws up this coming season too. So we have a question from one of our viewers, the Romilia Sports Report, also known as Rudy. Question for your guest. Do you agree with me as long as Rams general manager Les Snead, McVay are in L.A. with Stafford Darnold, the Rams will be a Super Bowl contender for the next three seasons? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Contenders for sure, right? Because I do agree. I think Les Snead and McVay are top coaches and top GM uh, respectively, and you know, like they proved it, so I can't disagree with that comment. <laughs> they definitely proved it. The only concern I would have as a Rams fan is you're putting a lot of money in those two guys, Stafford and Donald. 
So what's going to happen with your supporting cast, right? And you don't have any draft picks. Guys are yet older. Um, so maybe, yeah, contenders for the next three seasons, but what's going to happen after that? Mm -hmm. So let's, uh, you know, think about the long term. But for now, I think, yeah, you guys are no question <laughs> the best GM and head coach combo for the season. Probably favorites to win it all, um, you know, in our division, especially. You know, like uh, my friend Rudy, you know, I, I consider him a, a podcasting friend of mine. We, we, we should all be podcasting, you know, you know friends, <laughs> this community. So I consider him a podcast friend. And, of course, he's a Rams fan. So, you know, he's overhyping his team. And I know he's not going to like me saying this because I've said this before. Matthew Stafford better not get hurt this season or any of your great stars. Okay? Because what we know as 49er fans, when Jimmy gets hurt, our backups were horrible. No and we lost a lot of games. <laughs> so let's not forget that. And what, what if us, uh, Aaron Donald gets hurt or Jalen Ramsey gets hurt or whatever other players? Because I do not know nobody on their defense because, you know, they're, you know, very little superstars on that team. But I will digress. But we'll see. I mean, that's the counter argument is injuries happen to every team, right? So I think that's the risk with any team that happens. But all things being equal, everyone's healthy. And I think, yeah, I think the Rams are definitely contenders for sure. Um, but like I said, longevity, you have to see what happens after um, those guys get older. What's the plan after that, right? Are you in rebuild mode and try to reacquire draft picks or are you just going to suck for a little while before you see the championships again? You know? mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think we can all agree with this comment, Ryan, a good coach yep. also jr meadow says i played football i'm an all-purpose for real go check my page i'm 42 and i still run a 4.3 wow i wish i could run that fast and i'm younger than you <laughs> i'm a slow runner i'm a slow runner i never did no track and field that's why i played baseball because very slow pace shout yeah. out to the jr meadow who played and, yeah shout out to this guy <laughs> Crazy Juice says, also, some teams do deal with injuries after winning the Super Bowl. No doubt. I think you play extra games, right? I mean, you're yeah. playing more games than anyone else um, to get get into the Super Bowl and being at the Super Bowl. So injuries galore, you know. And I'm kind of curious how um, the Bengals would do as well, mainly because they've beefed up their biggest weakness, which is their offensive line, and kept the team mostly together. But... You know, Joe Burrow has to stay healthy there. Otherwise, like you said, you know, winning winning the Super Bowl and being in the Super Bowl, you're vulnerable to injury. So Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about, you know, the next topics are Jimmy Garoppolo, but we have to talk about Jimmy it. Jimmy G, baby. Now let's talk about this story that everyone's been talking about. And, of course, uh, I try my best not to talk about anything non-football, but – it, it is looking like Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for an entire season. For those who are still living under a rock, he's dealing with, with legal issues. I'm not even going to touch that. Uh, that's between him, his lawyer, and all that other legal stuff. If Deshaun Watson is uh, suspended, their backup quarterback is Jacoby Brissett. But there's a lot of uh, trade talks from Cleveland that it looks like Baker Mayfield is 100% being leaked to Seattle, and Seattle has realized, looks like Drew Locke is not the guy. 
they are in trade talks. So Seattle is looking to get a quarterback and looks like Baker Mayfield will be the quarterback. They're still trying to see the details, you know, about their contract with Baker Mayfield and the draft capital that they will send to Cleveland. So now Jimmy Garoppolo looks like that he will now have an opportunity and looks like Cleveland is a team. So have you heard about these Jimmy Garoppolo's trades, you know, to Seattle, Carolina, now Cleveland? And are there any possibilities that this is, you know, not just a rumor that this is something that can happen? Absolutely. I mean, think about the timing of everything, right? You first heard Jimmy G is going to be able to throw soon. And a lot of talks that if he can throw, his injuries are better, like his surgery is a success, and he's going to be traded. At the same time with the Browns, the timing with um, the suspension hearings are happening right now. I think they're in day three now to determine if Watson's going to get suspended. And then you're hearing all these trade rumors about uh, Mayfield going to Seattle. Uh, I think everything works out perfectly timing-wise. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some type of three-way trade or a direct trade with the Browns to for Jimmy. Um it's it's absolutely in the cards. Uh, and, you know, I hope they take majority of the contract, if not all the contract, from Jimmy G. Um, I suspect the Niners might have to absorb some of it. But I'm curious to see what we get back, right? Who, who What will the Browns give us? Is it a trade pick, a draft pick? Is it going to be a veteran player? Um, but there has to be some, some benefit for us to actually trade them away. Um, but yeah, I, t- I hope it happens. I absolutely hope it happens. Otherwise, you would have to cut Jimmy, right, and get nothing yeah. from him. So, uh, fingers crossed. I hope it happens, and I, I would think it's either the Browns or maybe the Panthers. But I just don't know how the Panthers can get away with Sam Darnold's um, contract as well. Um, so I know there's a lot of talks about that. To me, it just seems a lot better, um, a lot more reasonable that the Browns is going to be the trade. Yeah. And, you know, like like for me, you know, like, you know, I've, I've always stayed neutral about where Jimmy's going to go because um, it, it, it's just very difficult for me to understand what is going on, you know, with this Jimmy saga. And even though John Lynch has said we're not going to cut him, but unfortunately – they have to commit to a quarterback. And if Jimmy's under under contract week one, which I don't really think that's going to happen, but let's just hypothetical. You, 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 you will start to divide the locker room now because, all right, we drafted this kid. He's ready. He's working with us. We like Jimmy Garoppolo. Good dude. Nothing. They have no issue. Like One misconception that I do not like that really frustrates me is like, oh, you know, the, the 49ers don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. No, they love these two uh, players. The, the the culture is is there. It shows it. But let's keep keep it to the topic. Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry. You know, you're going to be suspended for a year. Jacoby Brissett can run that system because just run the football. They can win like nine nine ten games even mm-hmm. with Jacoby Brissett. I think Jimmy Garoppolo will help that team maybe win 12, 13 games because how good that team is already set up. So. It makes a lot of sense if you're just looking for a quarterback has upside, able to manage game system. And Kevin Stefanski, which I did not know, 
runs the same offense that Kyle does. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the reason why, you know, it, it, it is not shocking to me if the Browns are really going to go after uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's my thoughts about that. And Brissett backed up Jimmy G before as well, right? So the, in some ways they're comparable quarterbacks. So it would make sense in my opinion. So Yeah. All right, let's go to the comments because we got some comments rolling in. Uh, Crazy Juice says, <laughs> also, if the Lambs lose Stafford for the rest of the season, they are li- literally screwed. That's true. Yep. All right. And then Rudy, the Rams fan, says, people don't realize the Rams had injuries uh, last year. Running back Akers, Woods, Higby in the NFC Championship game, and Odell Beckham in the Super Bowl. We were down to our third string tight end and still won the Super Bowl. This is why I'm confident. Mm, so he's very, very confident. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, all those guys he named are not really um, huge difference makers, um, I would say, right? If it's Donald or uh, Stafford, I think carries the whole team. So I hope those two stay healthy at least, right? Yeah. All right. Crazy Juice. His favorite favorite team, the Sea Roosters, also has a Seahawks. It's a joke, you know, crazy juice. I know you're a Niner <laughs> fan. Most Sea Rooster fans will be mad if they trade for Baker Mayfield. Ooh, so he so you think that they do not want Baker Mayfield. I mean, I would be happy if they do. That means more free wins for the Niners, right? <laughs> so <laughs> That's, it, it should be good for us. Yeah. All right. Brian says bad echo. Oh, okay. Oh, am I echoing? Let me see echo. something. Let me see something. All right. Let, let, let us know if you are still hearing an echo. I don't, yeah, I don't hear an echo from you. I don't know I don't, you me neither. Like, everything's fine in, in, in my end. All right. All right. Let's move on to the next Jimmy Garoppolo uh, topic, which, you know, some people uh, – Julian Edelman, and we have to talk about this. I talked about this uh, early this week about Julian Edelman questioning Jimmy's toughness. So first of all, have you heard about this story? And if you have, uh, what are your thoughts on on, uh, Julian Edelman? Yeah, I think it was Metellus Bennett that actually questioned uh, Jimmy's toughness. And Julian Edelman's the one that responded to it, right? He was on a podcast. They played the clip where Bennett was talking about how Jimmy um, didn't want to play through injury and Jacoby Brissett played even though he had a broken thumb, um, which is a tough injury and kind of called, uh, you know, Jimmy G the B word, right? <laughs> Tell us Ben and call him the B word. And that's where I kind of knew that Jacoby was Jimmy's backup from New England as well. I totally forgot about that until that this came up, but yeah, to me, he might have been at the time. I don't think we understand what the circumstances of Jimmy's injuries and all that stuff. But to me, last season kind of proved that he is tough and he can play through injury, right? So he might have been like that in New England because he was ready for a new contract or ready to be traded um, a few seasons after that or the season after that, actually, right? Um, so maybe it was a business decision not to play, especially when they knew – Tom Brady was going to eventually be back. And, you know, so I don't think it's fair to really question it. I do agree with uh, Bennett that if you're not going to play, at least tell him on Thursday, not on Sunday. 
and what that's what ended up happening on the day game days where they found out that you couldn't play. Um, but I don't question Jimmy's toughness after last season. You know, he played through a lot of injuries in the playoffs, um, especially in the championship game where he had like what separated shoulder, which he had to get surgery for, multiple injuries on his throwing hand and things like that. So um, it's kind of laughable to me that these players are kind of burying him when, you know, they don't really know how he is now. Um, they're just kind of reflecting back at maybe uh, Jimmy G and his agent's decision. So so I think it's BS. I think Jimmy is a tough guy. Uh, we saw that last season. So, Like – Last year, you know, I, I'm not a big. I, I don't know if you if you follow Colin Coward. I'm not the biggest Colin Coward fan. Uh, I, I think he's a goof, but uh, <laughs> he was talking to uh, a offensive line player that was there from 2014 to 2016, basically the the same year as Jimmy Garoppolo was on the squad, and he was uh, talking to Colin Coward, and he said Jimmy Garoppolo, great teammate. You know, people you know loved him in New England. People had respect for him in New England, and you know because of the 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 Bennett situation, he was questioning. You know, of course, and you know he kind of criticized him. He's coming from Seattle, you know, and over there, Pete Carroll lets the players do whatever they want. So you know, there wasn't really no structure in the Belichick's you know uh, system. Uh, there are rules that you have to follow. There are certain protocols the Belichick way, mm-hmm. and he barely was there for like not even the entire season. He was eventually let go. But he also said that we had specialists who would work with Jimmy Garoppolo because, and this is what his opinions, again, is just another Patriots fan, that during the practices, even on the no contact, they they had to worry because he would like, you know, sprain his ankle, nothing serious, you know, like bruise his his arm somehow without even getting touched. And he was basically saying, you know, like, I don't know why we spent our second round pick for this player who gets hurt with the small, the smallest little thing. Then, twenty four hours later, a a audio recording from New England was leaked out to the Patriots media, and an executive says Jimmy Garoppolo is very fragile, and I worry about him going to another team because they don't understand how we are trying to keep him healthy. So you you look at what everyone is saying. Two key players from uh, the Patriots, an executive, you know, anonymous, and then you know Bennett, who was there for I think not even half the season, questioned the toughness of Jimmy Garoppolo. And this is the thing that if this is one hundred percent true, this is what all these players are saying. Then you know, is Jimmy Garoppolo just a guy that gets hurt but still finds a way to play? And we 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 learned against you know the, the Tennessee Titans game. He played with a broken finger. Mm-hmm. You know he played with a broken finger in the playoffs. He he got hurt in the Cowboys game. Played awful with the Packers game, and then against the the, the Rams. You know so he played hurt. So when it comes to his toughness, he played through that. But just the concern, like just like oh, like what were also the Niners hiding? What were they hiding? That the media, you know, did not. Yeah. This is my thought. I don't think they're hiding anything, right? Because think about the last few seasons where Jimmy didn't play. You know, <laughs> they couldn't hide it anymore because he was a starter. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we're moving on from Jimmy. Is I don't think we're questioning his toughness, but he's obviously injury prone. You know, like he gets hurt all the time, 
And like what we talked about with Stafford and everyone else, the quarterback makes a big difference. If a quarterback gets hurt, then you're pretty screwed, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have good backups this year. Last year, at least, we had Lance who can kind of plug in for a couple games. Um, but, you know, the series it's the same thing with Lance. If Lance gets hurt, it's pretty much a done season as well, right? Yeah. So, but to me, I think Jimmy with that history, definitely not a great look. I don't think the Niners were hiding anything because obviously he got hurt and missed a a couple seasons. He had only, what, like two healthy seasons with us. But when he does play, he's good. I mean, he gets us wins and gets us deep into playoff runs. So it's all all about perspective there, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about something not very big, but this also came out this week. Uh, Sam... Sam uh, Acho, who actually is a different, there's another, you know, Acha on Fox Sports. This this guy is from ESPN. And uh, he was talking about Trey Lance. Uh, it was a video on YouTube, got like, I think almost 20,000 views already in 48 hours. But he was talking about the why he believes out of Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, that Trey Lance is going to have a, uh, the best second year out of all the quarterbacks. And this is what he said. Elijah Mitchell and whoever the, the, the number two running back, he has running back depth. George Kittle can block for him. You know, Kyle Juszczyk is there, can block and catch for him. Let's talk about Kittle again, can catch also block. And then the wide receivers. On offense, he has a great supporting cast. And then the defense, he talked about Nick Bosa, our, our, our great linebacking core, and we got better in the secondary. What are your thoughts on, you know, this notion that with the great pieces around Trey Lance, that he will succeed that uh, from this guy called Sam Acho from ESPN? I don't think it's a hot take. I mean, what, Trey Lance goes from three games to a full season, he's going to make the biggest jump. I mean, that's a given, right? And we do know how good our team is, irrespective of the quarterback. So, I don't think it's a hot take. I think uh, I think I agree with it that he will make the biggest jump, but I think everyone's expecting that, right? I don't think anyone – I don't think this is really anything that should be surprising to anybody. Let's put it that way, right? I feel yeah. like it's going to be a given to me that Trey Lance will make the biggest jump out of all the other guys because he has the best supporting cast. And so we'll see how it goes. And, yeah, I think <laughs> – this comment kind of says as well, right? Like you might get the injury is going to be the biggest concern. So I think uh, Lance can only hurt himself, but if he stays healthy, it's obvious he's going to make the biggest jump. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, uh, Lance, let me read the comment. Lance got hurt twice last season, despite limited playing time. Stafford, the elder statesman of the (laughs) NFC West quarterback was, only quarterback that played uh, who la- whose year in the NFC West? Played the right. whole year. I think he meant the whole year. It's a typo, but yeah. Okay. Yes, Whatever. yes, yes. We got it. You guys are good, all right? <laughs> hey, hey, this hey, this guy is who he is. Hey, he's a Rams fan. I know, I know. Oh, shout out to my boy, Philly Sports Talk Podcast. Again, John Jay knows so many great people. On his wonderful journey here on YouTube, this guy's—he's been on my show uh, countless times already. Very smart Philadelphia 
fan, not just Eagles, but he also talks about the Phillies. Uh, I think the Sixers play. Yeah, what's going on with the Sixers? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. Shout out to this guy. I think he got to 500 subscribers already. So good, oh, wow. good. That's really yeah. impressive. <laughs> very, very, very impressive. All right. What's going on? With That's what I want to know. <laughs> yes. I wanted to bring this up because like a lot of people have been saying, oh, yeah, Trey Lance is not good. Well, just because Jimmy's leaving, you know, what's going to happen? Oh, the entire team is going to fall apart. No, our players are good. Now, yes, the, the offense is going to be very different. It's going to be more run, you know, you know, centered type of offense. Uh, hopefully Kyle learns, you know, not to overrun because I think RG3's rookie year, he carried the ball 120 times. So he almost was running the ball eight times per game in Washington. That's one of the reasons why RG3 got hurt because – he was running the ball with him too much, but Kyle mm -hmm. loves to run the football. So hopefully this time he limits, you know, uh, Trey Lance to maybe five runs at the most per game and let the running backs do the job and use the wide receivers with the yards after the catch. We have great talent on this team. I do not doubt that Trey Lance is going to have a rookie slump. I don't want to bring this up because I have to give credit. And, you know, I I've been a little bit harsh on Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a great support cast. So what's the what's wrong? Oh, it's because Bill Belichick has Super Bowls. Kyle hasn't had one yet. So uh, I hate the bias just because a coach has a Super Bowl that, you know, they can make a rookie quarterback be really, really good. No, it's it's about the system. I'm sorry. Trey Lance is gonna be good. I'm 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 done. I'm not gonna argue with nobody no more. They can hate me, but Trey Lance is gonna have a good year. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we just don't know either way, right? Because <laughs> we haven't seen him play as much. Uh, we haven't seen him play a whole season. So I would say wait and see. Um, to me, it's kind of a toss-up, to be honest with you. I think that's why we aren't the shoe-in favorites um, to win the division, right? I think we're second um, second favored, the Rams being the most favored, but we're still second favored because our sporting cast is really good. So... But yeah, I do get the frustration as well because I'm hearing, especially on Twitter, right? I need to get off social media, but there's a lot of Lance hate and a lot of Lance skepticism. But I would say let's uh, wait and see, sit back, enjoy the games your way, right? <laughs> I think right. after week five, we'll know. We'll know after week five. All right. Now we're going to come to the topic that it blew up on, on Twitter uh, I think it was Tuesday evening or Wednesday. I forgot what day because I, I was so busy on Tuesday. I missed so much stuff. Uh, I had some personal stuff in my life, and then I forgot all about <laughs> everything. But that's life for you. But this was the story that everyone's been talking about the last 48 hours. Depot Contract News, another wide receiver got another payday. This time is Washington Commanders Terry McLaurin, three years, $71 million. Um, and the question that everyone wants to know, will this continue to affect Depot's contract? Will this continue to make him more expensive? What are your thoughts on this Debo contract situation that is never going to go away? <laughs> feels like, you know, it feels like we are constantly talking about Debo until something happens. But, you know, first off, I would say, you know, Terry McLaurin is one of the best wide receivers in the league. And, the commanders had no choice but to sign them because they don't have a lot of talent there and they had to keep them, right? 
in terms of the impacts of Debo, we all know Debo is going to be one of the highest paid right receivers. Um, it's only a matter of when they re-sign him. I feel like the Jimmy G situation is what's really hindering us at this point because we all know how um, the salary cap situation is going to be after we either trade him or cut him. But I suspect something will get worked out once Jimmy gets moved. Um, that's where I think the Niners will be a little bit more confident to to sign sign the contract right and commit to a long contract with Debo. And I think we have till July, uh, mid-July before um, training camp starts where he has to show up or he starts losing money. You know, mm -hmm. he showed up for, I think, OTAs because he had to kind of ran on the sidelines. But I think once real training camp starts, he's going to have to, you know, either lose money or strap on, <laughs> you know, the training pads and start working out with us. And I suspect something will get done before that happens, so. All right, let me say hello to uh, the, this 49er content creator, CG Rufus. Yo, got done with my stream. Stop by to say hi, John, Jay, and Jerry. What's up, man? What's up, I CG? Out, I will check out your stream uh, when I have some free time. Yeah, you know, when it comes to this saga, like, let's look at this contract. You know, so the Rams a few weeks ago extended. It wasn't, you know, like a new con. They, they just extended uh, um, Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm. And he's not making the money that everyone is saying because that money, just like the Niners, they have decided to copy us and back, you know, uh, load all that money uh, the Rams are doing. So because mm -hmm. they, they barely had any money, they somehow made cap space. Again, I don't know how that situation is. I really do not care about the Rams. But let's look at Terry McLaurin. This is basically what he's making. So let me read his contract details. Terry McLaurin signed a three year. $71 million contract with the Washington Commanders, including a $28 million signing bonus. $53 million of that money is guaranteed. An average of $23 million, and only for this year, because he's still in his rookie contract, mm -hmm. is making $3 million. So technically, he did not get a contract. They extended his contract. So basically... He's not making no, uh, nothing for this year. So here's the point a lot, a lot of people are going to get wrong. Debo is not going to get a contract, and he's going to get paid that money. This is the thing that everyone continues to think, oh, oh, he's going to sign the contract. He's going to make his 20-something million dollars. No, that's for next year. Now, you look at the contract. Oh, it, 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 it looks like, you know, uh, a, you know, a very, very expensive contract. No, it is cheaper than most people think. It's actually just a little bit higher than Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is making 22 million. If you look at the numbers, because this year and next year, he's making 14 million. So he's not going to get that money later. So when you look at all the contracts, and I look at all the contracts, even uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyree Kill, his base salary is 22 million. So that's going to be the number that the Niners are going to do. They could give him like a big contract, but the guaranteed money, you know, he, he may only get 20 million. So when I look at these contracts, again, fans just look at the average. So I wanted just to say that and remind people, you know, don't look at the numbers. No, you look at the extension. In 2023, he will start to receive $23 million. So anyway. Yeah, if anything, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams is who set the market already. So this 
Terry McLaren uh, contract is peanuts, you know. So I don't think it really impacts Debo's um, contract at all. <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you, right? And they're not even comparable players. The only person's maybe Tyreek Hill who's comparable, and I think that's where Debo's looking to get right is uh, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill money. So. All right, now we're gonna play a game, a fun, fun game. I don't know if you have watched, you know, uh, you know me and Just the West podcast. His yes, name is Justin that's the Wall, baby. <laughs> He's a really good dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, he won't be able to do more shows with me. Very busy man. I, I did not know he writes articles. So mm-hmm. great guy, and he played a game with me called Rapid Fire. So let me explain the game to you and for the fans who are. Uh, tuning in or remind people rapid fire is a fun way, fun, fun way to understand our, our wonderful, wonderful division. So let's put this up here. The Niners, the, uh, the Cardinals, Seahawks and Rams, and we're going to play rapid fire. So let me explain the game. Hopefully you want to uh, participate where we're going to talk uh, one minute each one minute, positive things about our organization anything about an organization and, and the flaws about our team. And then we'll do the same thing with the other three teams. So are you ready to play? Let's do it. All right. So we're going to start off with the 49ers. First, rapid fire starts right now with our boy, Jerry Yang. Uh, he's going to be rapid firing his own team. And first, <laughs> talk about the great stuff about the 49ers in rapid fire starts now. You have one minute. One minute. All right. So <laughs> good parts about the team. Obviously, coaching Kyle Shanahan is the offensive genius. I think he is. Defense looks solid. Linebacking group, like we talked about, first in the league. Secondary got better with uh, Chafarius Ward. Jimmy Ward's still there. So I think we're pretty deep now with our secondary improving. Running back depth is really deep. And yeah, I'm looking, I'm loving our team. I'm loving both sides of the ball, having that experience now uh, with the coaching staff. So don't, our team's going to be doing pretty good this season, I think. All right. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But now we got to talk about the dark side of the team, the dark. negatives <laughs> that we do have to spotlight. Because sure. again, we have to learn how to also be unbiased. So 60 seconds, the things you do not like about the 49ers that pisses you off every time. You have one minute. Yeah, I think our schedule our, our schedule sucks. I think we have one of the toughest schedules in the league. Um, other thing, concern is Trey Lance, like we talked about. He's an unknown right now, big question mark. Can you get it done? Can you stay healthy? Um, and, yeah, I'm just um, a little frustrated with this Debo situation. I'm hoping it gets resolved, but if it doesn't, that's going to be a big hole as well. Um, how can you really replace Debo, right? I think the um, what John Lynch did through the draft to try to replace him, I think it's not going to work, you know? So, uh, yeah, that kind of pisses me off <laughs> about them. Um, that, yeah, that's the dark side for me. Yeah. Now, for, for me, for me, again, like the good thing about the Niners, you know, besides the history, the Super Bowls, all that great stuff, we can always brag about, you know, our teams and the rest of the teams in our division, you know, we have great history. We have Super Bowls, great stuff. But, yeah, you know, I, I like the culture that, that we have. You know, Kyle Shanahan, you know, I agree, great play caller. Look what he did with Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. something outside the box. And w- one thing that they talked about uh, with Debo, 
running the football hasn't been seen in a very long time in the modern uh, Super Bowl era. So it's been done before. Uh, John Lynch, you know, he does not care about popular opinion. He's not going to draft the players that fans want. He's going to draft what we really need. And he takes that outside noise, brings in players that he does not care what the fans. So you look at great leadership when it comes to the 49ers. Now, the downside that pisses me off is that, Kyle, be a coach. Be a coach. <laughs> you know, let your coordinators call the plays. You know, stop being arrogant. Stop being, you know, egotistical. Yeah. And John Lynch, you drafted Solomon Thomas in your very first selection. He's with, he's with the Raiders now. You know, that was a bust. Mm -hmm. And then Mike McGlinchey, we don't know. He he might be someone, you know, are we going to re-sign him, you know, extend him? You know, so he hasn't been done doing really well. So he's made some questionable decision. And, of course, the the injury. I don't care if he's injured. If he's good, healthy, boom, we get a good player. So the Niners do piss me off. And, of course, I've said this a million times. Yorks, you're not the Barlow. The Barlow was a good owner. Be better owners, you know, mm -hmm. put a winner out there. So that's the 49ers in a rapid fire. All right. Now we got three teams. Now it's going to be really fun because now we get to criticize and also give credit to other teams. We're going to start off with this bottom team under the Seattle Seahawks. First, uh, rapid fire, 60 seconds. Talk about the positives about the Seattle Seahawks. Man, this is actually really tough. <laughs> you know? There's not a lot of positive Seattle. Sorry, Seattle fans. But, I, I mean, you still have the 12th man, I guess. That kind of helps. Uh, your fan base is really strong. DK Metcalf is maybe staying. Um, you have a draft pro or a trade prospect coming. I'm hoping somebody good goes to your team. And, you know, I think a quarterback's really the biggest missing piece. But... If you don't get it done this year, Seattle, but at least you, you'll get a good draft pick. So I think that's always a positive. And you saw Pete Carroll there who knows how to win. All right. Now we're going to talk about the negative side. And also, if there's any moments that you want to uh, uh, let your feelings know that uh, the Seahawks, you know, pissed you off in any type of way, <laughs> feel free to talk about, you know, you know some stuff that you uh, – Want to get your feelings out about the Seattle Seahawks rapid fire 60 seconds? Yeah, I mean, the dark side is also the 12th man, right? Like, your fan base is terrible <laughs> in terms of super rude and super arrogant when you guys win. But, you know, there's not going to be a lot to cheer about with Seattle. You guys have the hardest schedule in the division, right? And I think all of NFL, actually, you guys have the hardest schedule. Don't know who the quarterback is. Like, good luck with Drew Luck. You know, and if you don't get somebody, you know, Drew Locke is not a lock for you guys. And DK Metcalf might be on his way out as well. Um, and what what do you guys have to replace any of your good players, any developments? Um, not looking good in Seattle land, I would say. Um, but hey, like I said before, number one pick, you know, in the 2023 draft might be yours. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's hard to say wonderful things about the Seattle Seahawks. So all I have to say for them is that they had Russell Wilson. They developed the Legion of Boom. Pete Carroll, you know, made that team a great contender for a decade. They went to two Super Bowls. Uh, great success. Here's a, here's now the thing that I want to get off my chest. You know, yes, the 12th man, I agree with you. They are some, for whatever the reason, they just, ah, uh, 
<laughs> I'm trying to keep it PG because I, I really want to go off on them. But I will say this. Yeah, your 12th man is overrated. I think the Niner fans are better when it comes. I think we should be called the 12th man. But you guys, you know, will never have the greatest fans like we do. Your team is overrated. Your team could have had another Super Bowl and you guys blew it. <laughs> Enjoy being in the top 10, you know, this coming draft. And the Seahawks, I do not like your organization or your fans. Let's just keep it a little bit like that. Keep it 100. So, all right, we're <laughs> <close>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Let me get some of these comments out the way. We got a Broncos fan in here, Dylan Miller, the GOAT. What's up, man? Uh, then we got my uh, my boy, another young youngster podcaster, Rams Insider. Uh, if you're still here, Rams Insider, I want to let you know if you want to do another show uh, this offseason. Great guy. Great guy. You know, you should check him out. You know, really good dude. He knows a lot of – and some of my harshest critics who are not big Rams fans mm-hmm. enjoy this podcaster. So shout out to Rams Insider. And his name really tells it all. He is an insider. Dylan Miller, the GOAT, said, you guys either making the playoffs or busting the man on trade. I don't think making the playoffs. I think it's winning a Super Bowl, right? <laughs> Super Bowl or bust, depending on. All right. Now, rapid fire with two more teams left. The Arizona Cardinals. I call them the little brothers of the division. And it's not a disrespect to any Cardinals fans, but – the, the younger brothers occasionally will always beat the older brothers occasionally, not all the time. <laughs> but let's talk about 60 seconds, one minute, great things about the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I think your GM did a good job, to be honest with you. I mean, game Hollywood Brown was pretty clutch, keeping Zach Ertz there, uh, James Conner being there, um, Kyler Murray obviously is improving or making it this season. So you guys are looking pretty good in terms of your roster. I mean, the roster is, you know, you have J.J. Watt who's coming back. You, um, Xavier and Collins look pretty good. So it's, I think, from a schedule perspective and your uh, roster perspective, there's a lot to be optimistic about. And we can see a breakout from a guy like James Conner and, you know, keeping uh, Zach Ertz there on the peripheral. So, you know, there's a lot to prove. I think uh, being out in the playoffs last season, there's a chip on everybody's shoulder. So the team's going to play hard. Um, there's a lot to be optimistic about if I was a Cardinal fan. Definitely. All right. Now the dark side of the Cardinals. Anything you want to get off your chest? I don't know if there was a game last year that <laughs> made you frustrated. Uh, but is there anything, you know, that you want to – let your feelings be known that uh, somehow the Cardinals made you mad in any type of way or just talk about the downside of the Cardinals. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy. De- DeAndre Hopkins being suspended, that's going to be terrible for you guys. And, you know, you have so much money locked up in one player, and he's probably not going to play until maybe week eight or even week 10, they're saying. That's why you guys got Hollywood Brown. And, yeah, I'm a little frustrated with uh, the game that we had last season, but this season I'm hoping – you know, at least we split with the Cardinals. Um, but, yeah, I think overall, I'm not too <laughs> bitter towards the Cardinals compared to other teams. Uh, kind of, you know, to be honest, I feel sorry for you all because <laughs> the roster is good, you know. Uh... <laughs> I think it's coaching, really. Um, you know, 
the head coach over there, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, is the biggest problem with the Cardinals. If you know, if Kyle, Kyle Shanahan was on the Cardinals, I think he would have won two Super Bowls by now. There's the first shot. So, rapid fire. There's the first shot. Boom. The funny part is, I think a lot of Cardinal fans would agree, right? I think Cliff Kingsbury is in many ways overrated. Um, so. Yeah, you know, one thing I will give, you know, respect to the Arizona Cardinals, they have great loyal players that are loyal to the team. Like, it is very difficult for a player to be on a team. And one good example, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry yeah. Fitzgerald could have, you know, after his rookie contract, could have gone to a team that could win Super Bowls. Uh, he did He did participate in the Super Bowl. He did play in the Super Bowl in his career. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he didn't get the ring. Uh Pat Tillman, I want to give respect to Pat Tillman. Uh, you know, I want to give respect to Pat Tillman. Uh, great, great athlete, great, great player. And you know, when, when, when it comes to when it comes to Pat Tillman, you know, a man who sacrificed a lot of money, serve our country. Yep. We have great Hall of Famers, and there's no doubt it. But Pat Tillman is the best player in the NFC. A West history because not just what he did on the field, but what he was willing to sacrifice. So Pat Tillman, great stuff for the Cardinals. I, I wish them well. The mm-hmm. downside of the Cardinals was last year, this game is still going to piss me off. This is going to piss me off. When we lost to Colt McCoy, and there is a Cardinals little tiny yeah. content creator who reminds me, Colt McCoy. And I remember... <laughs> Former Niner, right? <laughs> and I remember when, when their running back ran that football and our defense didn't want to even tackle him, I lost it. Yeah. And overall, you know, they're the, the younger brothers of the division. You guys are going to be always at the bottom. You know, you're never <laughs> going to be consistent. So stop making fun of my team until you have five Super Bowls. Even the Seahawks and Rams have Super Bowls. That's my rapid fire. And that hurts for them, yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Bryant says, that's funny. I agree. <laughs> All right, now we save the best for last. Oh, boy. Here we go. Defending champions. Ah. But let's talk about the Rams. Let's talk about some great things about the, the L.A. Rams. Rapid fire begins now. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier. We are the defending champs. Probably, you know, favored to probably repeat. Rosters looking solid. Great coach and great GM. Lots of credit due. Um, you know, I think uh, keeping guys like Cooper Cup, I sent him really good move there too. Um, so yeah, I, I'll give you a lot of props that the Rams are are looking pretty fierce, uh, looking really good, and you know, I'm not looking forward to facing you all. Um, thinking. Maybe the curse is broken now, but well, we'll see. We'll see how the games go. But but yeah, uh, hard hard. I'll give credit where credits due. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. Now, final final segment. The final moment. Rapid fire downside of the L.A. Rams. Here we go. Rapid fire ends with the Rams downside their dark side anything you want to get off your chest of the la rams all right yeah oh sorry no worries no worries 
Yeah, so, I mean, I'll start with saying, you know what, screw what I said earlier, we did, uh, we still own you all. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to own you guys. We're, we have your number. You guys got lucky in that playoff game. I still give you credit that you guys won, but hey, good luck with all your uh, aging players there, you know. Cam Akers, sure, back, but is he going to stay healthy? Yeah, the Allen Robinson, you know, way to buy your championship again. And yeah, um, lots to be frustrated about. But Jalen Ramsey holding up, holding y'all hostage too. He's looking like he lost a step last season. Let's see what another year does there too. So yeah, Rams. That's all I can say, man. Like you, you guys are not set for the long term. You guys are like the Lakers. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of Laker fans out there, but it's true. LA's philosophy is a win now, and let's see what happens in the long term. Sergeant Bubbly says, there is no credit for the Rams. It was the Bengals game. <laughs> rapid fire, rapid fire. Hey, and yeah, you guys you know can what? join I in. Could, join in and we... rapid fire, you know, yeah. anyone you want. It was 50-50 for me on that Super Bowl. I mean, the Bengals, we all know their offensive line sucks. So it's uh, it was going to happen. The real Super Bowl was the Niners and the Rams. We all knew that, so. <laughs> anyway, let's get this out the way. Shout out to the Rams for being the Super Bowl champions. Okay. Well, let's talk about the Rams. Jaquaski Tart. Just be uh, grateful that he dropped that interception. Oh no, Romelia Sports Reports and say, hey, John Jay, stop making no, you know. And then also the Rams understand this. You won a title not in LA, you won it in St. Louis. Your team is overrated. You guys are not gonna do nothing this year. Okay, and guess what? We've owned you for three years. Sadly, that interception, we would have been seven and oh. All right, I'm done. Rapid fire, mic drop. <laughs> oh man, all right. Uh, all right, let's see. Crazy juice, what's wrong with this comment? Oh. Crazy Juice says the Lakers have more history on winning yeah, titles than the Lambs. I just meant the way they're approaching free agency and trying to win now, right? I'm not comparing championships because yeah, Lambs only got one here. Oh, speaking <laughs> of Crazy Juice, I have to remind Crazy Juice something very important. Excuse me, I have to ah, get, get this ready because I forgot he's a Laker fan. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> crazy juice is this is a real tea right here, crazy juice. Warriors. Enjoy that, crazy juice. Enjoy this, Lakers. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Enjoy this. This guy's also a warrior fan, right there. There you go. I'm done. I'm done. Right, I'm, done I'm done trolling. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> I am done trolling. All right. All right. All right. What a show. What a show. What a show. I want to thank my guest Jerry Yang for hopping on the uh, on the show, and just like always in 49ers Ultimate Report fashion, uh, let the fans know one last time who you are, uh, what you do, uh, where they can find you on all your social media platforms, and also talk about not just the 49ers stuff, but we talked about the great Warriors. You also talk about <laughs> the Warriors. Let them know. Let them know. So. Jerry Yang, thanks for hopping on. Let the fans know one last time who you are. Sure. I mean, well, we're the Yang and Tang show on YouTube. So search for me there at 
Mind of Jerry Eleven on Twitter. We also have it in audio podcast form as well. So just check us out, MJ Sportscast on podcast or the Yay and Tate Show on YouTube. And yeah, thanks a lot, John Jay, for having me on. Yep. And, 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 and no worries, no worries. As always, you are always welcome. One of the top guys who always shows up. You're, you're right there at the Mount Rushmore <laughs> of the most shows on this. Unfortunately, there's a Rams fan who is tied there with you. So he That's wants good. to hop on and say, no, no, I got to get my title back. But <laughs> no we should worry. be on together one of these days. You know, maybe one day I can have three of us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, three of us should just duke it out. You know? That would be pretty fun. All right. <laughs> what do you think about Crazy Juice? says, what an ugly banner, LOL. Ooh, <laughs> a disrespect. I mean, what's a good banner, to be honest with you, right? There's no such thing as a good banner. So. <laughs> yeah. We all know Crazy Juice and everyone in here loves the Golden State Warriors because <laughs> we won the NBA champion. And eventually the Niners are going to be Super Bowl champions. Because but anyway. Go jinx them. Come on, John. <laughs> anyway, but with that said, everybody, I'm John Jay. This is Jerry Yang. Thanks for tuning in to another great episode of the 49ers Ultimate Report. You guys have a good rest of your day. Go Niners and uh, no Warriors all day. Ha, <laughs> <laughs>